carefully, in the deepest of ways, be happy with his matzah, so then you want good for somebody else. If you're happy with what you have, you don't mind if somebody else has a good. There's an unbelievable Rashi. There's a Rashi that I'm always enthralled by that I want to share with you, Azzi. This Rashi's gold. It's, it's Pashat worth to come to Yeshiva to just learn this Rashi, Azzi. Azzi, Rashi says, Parai has a dream. In his dream, he, see, he sees seven fat, good-looking cows. What do the seven good-looking cows represent? Good to see you later. Very fresh shirt. Seven years of fullness. Good to see you, Ben. Good to see you, Aaron. Parai, Azzi, Parai in his dream sees seven good-looking cows. What do the good-looking cows represent? Seven good years. Seven good years. Why do good-looking cows represent good years? Yeah, that was good. They're good. They're good. They're good. good and good. It's not how Rashi learns. Why? So I always thought also the cows are fat. It must be this produce. Rashi has a different shot, Azzi. Rashi has an amazing shot, Azzi. Not the shot we just said. Pashas, you say, good-looking cows. They're good-looking because it's good years. Nothing to do with it. Says Rashi, the reason the seven good-looking cows represent seven good years is it must be, in order that somebody else looks good, it must be you have good by yourself. In good times, people look good to each other. If I have good times, Yenna looks good. If other people look good, you must be going through good times. That's what Rashi says. If Parai in his dreams saw good-looking cows, it must be things are good by him. Yena, the other guy, only looks good if you have good yourself. To the point, Azid, if then one day you come and people look bad to you, you have to say, Kalish, what aren't you happy about yourself? If everybody looks bad around you, you're not happy with yourself. When you're happy with yourself, Yenna looks kifvaldig. Be'etzem it's a chazal. In the fourth paragraph of Kedushin, the Gemara says, Kol ha'paisel, whoever knocks others, bimumoy paisel, you're really seeing your own flaws. In the immortal words, I once heard Shlomo Kalbach say on a tape, it's cute. He says, if Yenna looks ugly, remember he even said it, ugly. He said, if Yenna looks, if the other guy looks ugly, it's because you're ugly. That's what he says. That was his way of wording it. But it's chazal. If Yenna looks bad, it's, you, you, you're, there's something deficient in you. And if you're sameach pechelk, if you're happy, then Yenna looks gewaldig. That's a Rashi. That's a Rashi, Ezra. Azriel, that's a Rashi. Yes, Mickey. Oh yeah, some things can just look bad. No. Some things that are just not good. But not a human being. A human being is precious. And if you see flaws in Yenim, it's because you you have your own flaws. The Ketzer is, Mickey, the way we shut off our gun and we become an ayin toiv like Avram Avinu, like we're supposed to become like a Talmud of Avram Avinu, really is through Sameach Bechelkai. I'm sorry? I don't really agree with that. I'm saying like, if I, let's say I think like fat people look bad, right? And I look at someone and I'm like, okay, they look bad. But like, they, it's not denying the fat, like, that, that they're the way they are. That they can, like, saying they're, they're not like good because like, 
everybody's good. Mickey bad. says it's possible there could be something bad true. Could be, okay, could be possible. The typical thing, I'm not going to argue an extreme. The typical things when I'm happy, Yenem looks good. I'm happy I can see the good of Yenem. You, uh, you said the other time that Abraham Avinu, he was... He was rich, he was good looking, most popular guy. He had he had so much, so of course it's easy for him to have Ayan Tov. Okay, so that's his meetup. Other people. You have to appreciate it. No, it's harder for us to have. No? I hear what you're saying. You're, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, he had everything. He was the, he was the, he was the, he was the fair, fair, biggest fair, dude in yeah. the whole generation. I'm not coming, Tzvi'eli, I'm not coming to rate what Avram Avinu's Nisayin was or not. What is Nisayinus? He had Nisayinus. Uh, we're told by Chazal, Avram Avinu had the meat of Ayin Toiv. I'm not coming to uh, Tzvi'eli. Every, every person has there. Avram was definitely a tremendous brachis from Hashem. No question. I'm not coming to rate his life or describe was it hard. Hard, easy. Avram Avinu's midah was ayin toiv. And us who are the Bnei Avram are supposed to follow in his ayin toiv. And the way we acquire ayin toiv is by first of all being happy with what we have. You cannot be, if you're not happy with what you have, you can't want good for Yenem, you can't forget the good Yenem has. If you're satisfied you have, you just want good for other people. If you're not satisfied with what you have, then you just look bad for other people and want bad for other people. You see bad in them and want bad for them. In Yiddish they say to forgive, to forgive, like to, to, to forgive that he has goodness. To forgive him the goodness, to want goodness for the next person. You have to be very sad as what you have. The media that must be acquired is Samech Bechelkai. That's Mamish Disbert that Hashem benches those that bench Avram Avinu. He first benches them to make them very tzufridin, to make them very happy with what they have. This way, they want taka one good for Avram Avinu. But that's what we have to strive for. We have to strive to be an ayin toiv who wants good for others, who sees good in others, both things. To see good in others and want good for people around you. To be'emes, be'emes, want good. You're happy with Yenna's success. There's a line the world says. There's a line the world says. The world says that it takes. I had a machshava roshua. I had a bad thought just now, so I have to. If you're middle of learning, in your middle of teaching Torah, that Reb Dun Segel taught his Talmudin that if you're middle of teaching Torah, and a story pops in your head, you have to say it over. All of Reb Dun Segel's Talmudin do it. If you're middle of teaching and a story pops in your head, no matter what, could have no shaykhs to the shear, you say it over. That's how Hashem directs people teaching Torah. I had a thought, not a story, that's, that I have, to, I have to tell you it's punishable, terrible. I just started, I don't know why it popped in my head when I saw Shua. I started clearing, is he going to go to Imre Yotar Chaim next year centers? Like, popped in my head. He will be going to one of those three. Shua. So I want to tell them that if you mention this topic, if you mention this before before Hanukkah, you suspended for the year. After you're not allowed to mention Hanukkah. Either. After Hanukkah, the Einish goes down. You only suspended a month. Zero. You're not allowed to mention Eretz Yisrael. You're not allowed to mention. You can't even like as a joke say. Till about February. Till February, March. It's a leap year. This year, 
usually we only we only throw out till Hanukkah. This year we're gonna have a we're gonna have a four week suspension till February. Not let him mention. So that was the machshava. <laughs> For the machshava, I can't punish machshava. I just had the machshava to give. My shoes. You make sure not to talk about it yet, sure? That's funny. That's funny. The shoes. The world has an expression that it takes its tzaddik, the world says it takes its tzaddik to feel somebody's pain, and it takes an angel to be happy for his joys. To legitimately be happy with somebody else's simcha. To legitimately be happy. There are many midas, it's Eli Shomran's yard sites this week, and there are many midas to Eli. One of the things that stuck out in my mind a lot is Yenna's see him, he was so happy at somebody else's see him. The way he would dance at somebody else's see him. Yenna's joy was his, he was happy for Yenna's success. You meet a few people like that in your life who are happy for somebody else's success. They want other success. They want it. The way you acquire that yourself is to be happy with your lot. If you don't learn Sameach B'chalka, how tempting, how tantalizing to be that person. Zaki, how cool is it to be that person who wants others, Be'emes, to be successful. You want other people's success. You're happy. You just want them to have good. You have to be happy with your own situation. If you're not a Sameach Bechelka, you can't want good for others. You're just upset by others' success. But if you're, I'm not talking about pretend. I'm not talking about, a, you know, the, the, a, guy's, a, guy, um, a guy's younger brother becomes a chasm. And you're at the chast and you're like, and everybody's like, Mitzvah Shem by you, you're like, Amen, Amen. Inside, you're like, oh. I'm not talking about externally pretending you're happy for some of the success. I'm talking about internal, real. That yen is success, kishmak. I want you to be successful. Is that something to aspire to, Mayor? How do we get there? We have to be happy with our own situation. We have to learn to understand we have what we need and we need what we have. We have what we need and we need what we have. My situation is good for me. There are different ideas you have to know. One, you have to, be, you have, to have emuna. I have what I need, I need what I have. If you, if you understand that fully both ways, I have what I need and I need what I have. If I have it, I need it. If there's a situation I'm in, I need that situation. Yeah, both ways, you'd say. I have what I need and I need what I have. If you have that star, you live that star, then you could be, then somebody else's success, your mom is happy for success. That's the first thing I wanted to share with you on the parasha. But I want to share, we're not going to be together, unfortunately, parasha's lech lecha. We're not going to be together. So I want to share a few other things with the parasha. I want to go through, if the Olam will indulge me, I want to go through to me one of the saddest stories of Tyre. Nachmi. I want to go through you for a few minutes one of the saddest stories in the Torah. And the reason I want to study it with you is because I think in our lives, I want to learn this story. I don't like making people sad, Aaron. I like people happy. 
Freiluch. This story I have to share you. Are you rapping tonight, Mayor? Uh, I'm, I'm like, try it. Guys, you don't want to miss the Sheva Brachas at 6 o'clock in the BMK Yaakov Sandhouse. And for added measure, you'll get here very far <laughs> If you can, if you can, if you can. A little, just a little pressure. The, the, um, the <laughs> I like people happy, not sad. But I want to share with you, Nachmi, one of the saddest stories in the Torah. And I want to share with you, Tzviyarye, because I think we have moments in our lives, we have certain decisions in our life, that this story happens to us. And maybe if we study this sad story, when we have our situations, we'll choose right, not the sad way. You have this person, Light, who becomes rich from being with Avram Avinu. The Gamla Light, and to Light as well, Gamla Light, Light as well, who went with Avram, who chose to be around Avram Avinu, he was very, very wealthy at Light. And what caused me, Garamzais, what caused Light's wealth is being around Avram Avinu. Light attaching himself to Avram, being around Avram Avinu doesn't just help in a spiritual way. It helps him in the most physical of ways. Leading a, a true life helps physically and spiritually. And light who's around Avram, the Gamlu Light Ahilach Savram, Hayatsainu Vakar Hayalam, he's rich. And Rashi says the Chazal, says Rashi Migaram Shahilaizais. Who caused him to be so rich? Halichasayim Avram. Going with Avram Avinu, being with Avram Avinu, makes light wealthy. It gives him Ashiras. So the Gamlu Light who goes with Avram, he has Sainu Vakar Hayalam. Light is rich from being with Avram Avinu. However, light shepherds, Avram is all about kindness, giving to the next person. To be with Avram Avinu and around Avram Avinu course, you have to be true to Avram's ideals. And Avram Avinu is all about giving to the Zulas, caring about the next person and giving to the next person. The Zulas means the next person. And light, his shepherds are stealing, they're ganavim. His shepherds are allowing the animals to pasture in fields that aren't theirs. They're taking from other people, gneva, the opposite of Avram Avinu's midah. Avram's a giver, and light shepherds are allowing for taking, gneva. Instead of giving to Yen and giving to the next person, they're stealing from the next person. So Avram Avinu says to light, I don't want any disturbances. I don't want to have a fight with you. He says, he We have to separate. Under these conditions, you can't remain under these conditions with me. Light, you can't remain with me. Light's Ashiras. Light is wealthy from being with Avram Avinu. What a mazel. What a good fortune in Oilam Haba and Oilam Azet to be around Avram Avinu. 
And Avram says, but under these conditions, he parade no He's kicked out of Yeshiva. Separate, like, you can't remain next to me under these conditions. Avram was the Mikariv, but they're conditions. It's not unconditional. You have to be true to the ideals of Avram. Avram welcomes all and connects to all, but under, you have to be living the right conditions. And light is being Mechalal Shem Hashem, and his shepherds are stealing. Their animals are grazing fields that aren't theirs. Keneva, taking what's not his. I've told them many times, there are people that are from in every area of Frumkite. When it comes to money, they act as secular Jews. You have to be from in money also. Money, from, is it your money or not? And somebody who was dishonest in money had sticky fingers. His, his animals are grazing in fields that aren't his. He parried no me aloy. Avram says, leave. Separate, you can't live, you can't be in my yeshiva. Now Rabbi say, light has a choice. Light could remain with Avram Avinu. Could remain by the Rebbe Avram. With all its greatness in Oilum Habo and Oilum Azeh that it brings. To be around Avram Avinu, it costs because you have to live truthfully to be around Avram Avinu. But it's so geschmack to live the truth. And Lloyd has Ashiris, he has wealth from being around Avram Avinu. And he has a choice stay with Avram but live to his ideals. Or Light could book out. And the Pasuk says, Vayisa Loidis Einav, Light looks around. Vayaris Kol Kikar Ayarding. He sees the plains of the Jordan. Kikuloi Mash gets so lush. It's so delicious. It's so lush. It's green. It's so fertile, the soil. He's tempted by the beauty of the land. And of course, Light has this decision. He's with Avram Avinu, but he sees what's so tempting to his eyes. And of course, we know this tragic decision that Light makes. Light is called Kikra Yardin. Light chooses the Kikra Yardin, the delicious plains of the Jordan, because they were so lush. It was so fertile, the soil. And Light chooses those, those lands. Now, does anybody know the end of the story, those fertile, beautiful soil? Have you ever been to Sedaim Yitzhak? I've been there. I've been where they claim Sedaimus. I took a jeep. Uh, I took a jeep thing there, a jeep tour there. My wife, myself, and her, my wife's uncle. We went jeeping in the where they claim the Sedaim. Not a blade of grass grows there. What happened to Sedaim? Hashem destroyed it. Completely destroyed, but eternally destroyed. Till today, not a blade of grass grows there. So, irony of ironies. Light chooses and tempted because it's so tempting. It's so geschmack, the soil. Ah, delicious, beautiful. The beauty that tempts the light. And what becomes, what's the end of the story? It all gets destroyed. Everything which was so tempting to him, everything which was so delicious and beautiful, is all destroyed. Now, I ask you, Rabbi Say, 
Do you guys do you guys remember when Harry Potter when the books came out? I remember I I, was, I remember in camps guys were ordering like crazy the books to camp. The biggest sin of that summer, you were evil himself if you said the ending to the books. You were evil. Yeah. Everybody was getting the books at different times, and every everybody and anybody were reading those books. And the biggest, you were such an evil, I remember, especially before the last one, there were rumors back, is Harry going to die? And there were rumors she made him die. She's going to sink the world into a world depression. Mass depression. Harry's going to die. Is Harry, is Snape good? Is he bad? What is he really? He was so confused. Whose side is he on? Is he for Dumbledore, against Dumbledore? He killed Dumbledore. He's what? Who is he? Does he work for Voldemort? Is he a double agent? The tri- there were rumors and there were thoughts. <laughs> Don't say his name. The biggest crime you were, you were, you were like, you were low life. If you said the ending to, to, to Potter, if you told anybody the ending, you were cruel. You were pushed like evil himself. You were, you pushed worse than Voldemort. You're Voldemort's brother. If you told the guy the ending to one of this, so yeah, you remember all this? How many years ago was this? I was like six, no. five years, six, seven years old. Six years ago. How many years ago? Like six, seven, three. What? Like Eight years ago? Something like that. I mean, like seven years. Six, seven, three. 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 I have the follow- Mayor, I have the following question. To give away the ending of a book that people are reading is cruel. People want it, they want the suspense, they want to not know. The Torah does something very, very strange here. Lloyd has a choice. He's with Avram Avinu. That which is permanent, that which is eternal, he's, in, he's connected to Avram, which, which is a connection to Hashem himself, which is a connection to goodness, to good, good midas, good character, things that are eternal. He sees something that's fleeting. The pretty land, Yitzhi, that's so tempting, the lush lands. And we know, what does he choose, Yitzhah? And he chooses that which is lush and fleeting. And what's the great ending of the story? It all gets destroyed. Great, and, and then the Torah later on, keep reading the parashia satire. We'll get there. It's only one parasha later. Stein gets destroyed. That which he chose for its beauty is, doesn't last. My question to you is, is that Lloyd himself, when it says, Vayaris Kikra Yarden, it looked beautiful, the Tyrus says it looked beautiful before it was destroyed. Why did the Torah write that? It looked beautiful before it was destroyed. Why did Tyra write that? It looked beautiful before it was destroyed. No kidding. It wasn't destroyed. You didn't tell us. Why did Tyra give us the ending already? It gives away the ending. 
that's a great, that's an intriguing ending. It got destroyed. He chooses it for it's beautiful and you stay Shows tuned. You it looks nice and later on. Why in the world did Tyrus say he chose it for its beauty before it was destroyed? He just gave away the ending of the great story, Yitzhak. Why did Tyrus record here? It almost sounds like the Tyrus said he chose it for its beauty. Tzviyaya is going to jump up and say, I was there. I took a jeep in the course. It ain't beautiful. It's dis- not a blade of... Sashem says, no, no, no. You should know back then this before it was destroyed. I mean, obviously, you keep reading in the Torah. Got this. Why does the Torah point out here? It was beautiful before it was destroyed. It might look beautiful before when you first see it. I think Rabbi say. I think what Yitzi's saying. I think Rabbi say that the person himself knows it's fleeting. It was beautiful before it's destroyed is the description of the temporary stuff that people know don't last and don't cause happiness and don't cause a, a serious long-term goodness. We have a sense like that. Everything we look at that's tempting but inappropriate, every site on our phone, every one of those luring sites at the bottom of the phone that say, come, look, look, it's so geschmack. All of us have a sense it's geschmack before it's downfall, before our downfall. We know it then. I think the Torah is saying that. It's not a look beautiful, then Eureka was destroyed. It was beautiful before its destruction, which always occurs. That's the decision of light. He's next to that which is good, eternally good. That which is good and causes long-term goodness. It causes years of goodness. So the choice of a light, yes, he saw that that's part of what he saw. He saw that which is beautiful before before it's taken away. It always is taken away. Light's decision is the things that are eternally good against that which is fleeting. Yeah, yeah, it looks so so nice before it's destroyed, before it ends, before it blows up. That's the decision of a light. I'm just wondering to us if that's familiar, if that decision sounds familiar. That which is eternally good, that which is precious, that which is the source of blessing in this world and the next, Against that which is fleeting and is, is, looks so pretty, but is so it's gone. It's pretty before it's taken away. And the decision and yearly light makes the same dumb mistake. He chooses that which is fleeting. He chooses that. And light travels away from Hashem. Light in his dumb decision travels away from that which is eternally good. That's this tragic story of light. Who's next to Avram, impacted by Avram with all the blessings that being around Avram caused. And he sees something that's so pretty. And he chooses that which is pretty. (laughs) Till today... There's a mysterious story in my life, me and my friends. We, were in, we used to go, we, I was going to Musavad for my Rebbe, and Musavad by my Rebbe changed my life. 
and it was very interesting. Different people, there were different periods who were by Musarvad by my Rebbe. Very interesting people. I wasn't there at this time. I was there. Different people would pop into Musarvad for different kufas. There was actually a Yid who was a Hollywood producer. He was a published, he was a movie producer who was going through a midlife crisis. He was a secular Jew. He called Rai Per if he can come for a month of Musavadim. He lived in Canada actually. Six. He lived in Canada. I don't know if it's Toronto. But he lived in Canada. And he asked Rabbi Per, my Rebbe, can I come to Musavad for a month? And he came, he wrote a book about that encounter. He wrote a book, it's called Climbing Jacob's Ladder, a Goyish published book about his encounter, Alan Marinus is his name, about his encounter with Rabbi Per. He's a secular Jew. And he parked for Musavad for a month, he joined. So a lot of int- different periods, there were interesting people at Musavad. At one point, there was a man who was there. I would say he was in his 50s. I have this picture right in my mind as I'm talking now. He was in his 50s. He showed up for a while and then he died. This man, he was in his 50s. And he showed up to Musavad and he came. And he was very, very serious about Musavad. And he was mysterious to us. We didn't know much about him. He was a mystery to us. But I remember he told me and my Hevra, he said that I lost everything. I ran after Taiva. I don't know his story. He said, I ran after Taiva and I lost my wife and children on the deal. It's a mysterious story. He said, I was too into Taiva. He said, I lost it all. He said, grab that, which is real. I remember he told our Hevra, it's a big impression. Should be an Ilui for his Neshama, any inspiration we got. This man, he told us he lost his wife and kids. Man who showed up to Musavad for a period. He said, I lost my wife and kids. I ran after Taiva. He said, I should have grabbed that which is eternally good. We all have Taiva, no question. We all have temptations, man of temptations. And they're meant to use for good purposes. They're meant to use for good purposes. Stay away from that which is destructive. Stay away from that which, it's true I live today but I cry tomorrow that which brings down man that that which lowers man stay away I was zeichet to be at a bris milah today. I was zeichet to be at a bris milah. There's a lush in a parshas lech lecha. Hashem says to Avram Avinu, "Hisalech lefanai." He says a lush in. Let me read it inside. Hashem says to Avram Avinu the following Lashen.
Hashem says to Avram Avinu, Hisalech lefanai, go in front of me, veheya samim, be veheya samim, be tmimastik. Go with trust and travel in front of me. Says Rashi, Hisalech lefanai be mitzvah mila. Travel in front of me with the mitzvah of mila, and through that you'll be tamim, you'll be whole, you'll be pure, you'll be whole through the mitzvah of mila. Shu, I want you to hear this. Frek Revolver, how do you travel with the mitzvah of Mila? Mila was, you did the mitzvah once. What do you mean go? Hisalich means bring it along with you. Travel with the mitzvah of Mila. Hisalich lefanai. Travel with the mitzvah. Go in front of me. The mitzvah of Mila was done. We had a meal with the children. Weiter, over, done. Yaitzazayim. What does it mean to go with the mitzvah of Mila? Is question one. What does it mean to go with the mitzvah of Mila? The second thing I want to point out, on the mitzvah of Mila over and over and over, in the Torah, is stressed the Indian of Simcha, of joy. Over and over by Mila you find joy. I rejoice on your mitzvahs. Like somebody who found great booty, great wealth, is going on what mitzvah? Mila. La Yehudim to the Jews, there was light. Sasain Vikar, Sasain Zu, Mila. The meal is on the eighth day because we don't want the parents to be sad. They're us for the first seven days. They shouldn't be at Savim. There's an Indian of Mila of joy to be happy. What's this Indian by Mila to be happy? Rabbi Say Bris Mila. That's a chiv. It's not just end when we're youngsters. The Yisaid of Bris Mila is a year to live with Kedusha. Shmiris Abris. To live with Kedusha. To live with restraint. To live, to do the proper things. It's Vidafka in a place of Taiva. To live with controls. Not to be an uncontrolled person. The sense will be that that's so joyous. It's Kishmak. It's Kishmak. The opposite is true. Tremendous joy. Mila brings Simcha. Sasa's Mila. Mila brings Simcha. A person who lives with dignity. Control, self-control. He knows when and how and what. It's such a joy to a person. He's a Ben Adam. There's a Kedusha the person has and specifically a joy. Specifically by Brismil is the Indian of joy. The joy of that person who lives with controls, who knows what not to look at, what not to get involved in, what not to be involved in, who knows when, who knows how, who lives with the dignity of a Ben Adam, who lives with the dignity of an Eved Hashem. And Bedafka, we have the Ois Bris on that Mokon of Taiva. 
the, the, the reminder to live as a dignified human being, to live as a person of Kedusha, not to live an animalistic existence, not to choose the choices of light, that which is fleeting, that which is not permanent, choose that which is permanent, that which counts, that which matters. There's a there's a gemara there's a gemara in Sukkah Ar Masechta that says there's an aver katan on a person there's a limb on a person that if we're marivoy if we starve it we don't give into it always maspiyoy will be very satiated if we don't always give in we'll be satiated but maspiyoy if we try to satiate we always give in marivoy we'll always be starving. The nature of a person who lives in animalistic existence just wants more and more, always lives missing, always lives imperfect. And the person who lives, the person who lives with self-control feels satisfied and full, feels satiated. That's the Indian, one of the Inyanim of the joy of Brismila, the person who's living more holy, he's living more permanent, his decisions and thoughts are more the eye on eternity, on things that matter, eternally matter. That's the ice, that's the bris. And that's the Indian to travel with the bris is to remember the lessons of the bris going forward. Not to have done a meal and forget about it. To remember the restraints. To remember restraints. Certainly we have a body, certainly we have a taiva, and there's a place. There's a place and a time, and certainly to set to care about our body, certainly to give our body, but with in the right place, in the right time, in the right amount. Don't let the body become the boss. Don't let your body die. Us. There's a Pasuk I want, we're going to end with this Pasuk, but I need you to memorize this Pasuk. I want every guy to, this Pasuk, we did this yesterday, I'm going to say the Pasuk, I want you to hear this Pasuk well, even say the Pasuk, I know I've been going a long time, and I'm saying again at 12, very short. If you can listen to this Pasuk. One more time. Mifanek minoyar avodov achriso yiyamonun. What does that mean? Mifanek minoyar. If in youth you make finicky avodov your evet, if you spoil your evet in youth, achriso in the end yiyamonun will be your will be your master. If you spoil your Eved, in the end he will own you. Monon is a ruler. If you spoil your Eved, he'll own you at the end. When I picture this puzzle, you got the puzzle? Say with me. I want you to say with me. Mifanek. Minoyar. Afadov. Achrisai. Yiyya Monon. What? Achrisai in the end. Yiyya Monon. A Monon is a ruler. who will rule over you. If you spoil your Evan when he's young, in the end you have a boss. You weren't saying. I picture Irene. The picture of this is Irene. Irene was my, you have to picture Irene was a was a an African woman who was my who was my grandmother who was my grandmother's maid for years. She was there till she was about 80 years old, till my grandmother passed away. Irene was her maid. Now the reason I picture this Pasuk, 
I, I'm sure she was a wonderful lady, Irene. But my picture of Irene is walking into my grandmother's kitchen and Irene's sitting down, her feet up, and my grandmother's making Irene's favorite rugelach. She loved my grandmother's rugelach. And my grandmother's cooking for Irene and then making a coffee for Irene. So I picture this lady who was her maid for like many, many years, 50 years, I don't know the number. She was a maid for many, many years. But clearly, like, my grandmother took care of her. And my grandmother's feeding her and making her coffee. That's my picture, this pasuk, that if you spoil your servant from youth, at the end, they're not a servant at all, you have a master. You have somebody who dominates and rules over. You have to teach this, this person, I'm not talking about being mean, teach them that your, jo- your, your, your job is to work. I'm not talking about being mean. Not to being mean or being excessive, but if you don't let them be lazy and not work, if you don't, if you let your eved be finicky from youth, in the end your eved will not be an eved; will be a master. So I picture I read what Shloima Melech is saying. Certainly, the advice is true. You have workers; you have to train them to work in healthy ways. I'm not talking about excessive. Where's Menachemina? I have you. I have your sets of keys. Had that happen? Now, the kids are Menachem. The kids are Menachem is. I don't know how that happened, Menachem. You know that those magicians like take things out of other people's pockets. I just noticed I had both keys. This, I had both keys this morning. I don't know why. Okay. The Kitzur at Varim is, is that certainly Shloim HaMelech's referring you have an Eved, if a guy is a company, as workers, you have to train them to work in healthy ways, not any excessive. If he's very easy going on them, and the workers aren't working, at the end, even when he wants them to work, they're not used to working. So you spoil your Avadim from youth, in the end, they're your bosses, not your workers at all. What he's going, what the marshal, what the marshal mayor is, is to the body and the neshama. If in your, if in our ages when we're young, we train our bodies to be lazy, we train our bodies to oh, not in the mood, and we're just lazy around our bodies. In the end, our bodies are our bosses, and they are terrible bosses, and it's destructive for the body and the neshama when the body is the boss. But if in youth we spoil our body and we train it not to work, you have 50, 60, 70 year olds are incapable of working, their body owns them. Oh, I'm tired, I'm not in the mood, I have no kayak. They're owned by their body. You meet people who are people of the spirit, people of the mind. People who are dominated by ideals, they own their body. They own their body. The body is gishmak in a powerful way works for them. At your ages, at our ages, we have to take control of our body. Work! Get busy! Work! Work! Push! Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I have a cold. Let's go! You take care of your bodies. Give it a good lunch. Give it a good shower. Take care of our bodies. Give it a nice cider for sure. But then work. Then work. Push yourself. Don't make your body the boss. The body's not supposed to be the boss. The guy who's so finicky, he's mephanic, he's a cream puff. He can't do anything. His body's incapable. 
my son and myself, I told the guys before we went to Rebrevda on his deathbed in Sloan Kettering Hospital, my son and I. And we spoke to Rebrevda and he was describing to us, it was stunning. He was describing how he was very weak from the time he was a little kid, he was very sickly. And he said, out of this body, he was pointing to his body, I squeezed 11 sperm. It was so moving. This was a person who owned his body. And it was so good for his body, by the way. You're not talking about somebody being abusive to his body. You better take care of your body. Give it a good ball game. Give it a good soda, a good steak. Give it things. But work it. Don't let it be lazy. Don't let it dominate. Don't let it make decisions. Intellectually, what's true? What's right? Take your body and let's go. Let's go. You meet somebody like Rev Reisman, it's Kedai to meet Rev Reisman to hear his schedule. His schedule is staggering because he owns his body. He owns his body. It doesn't dictate. He owns his body. If you would hear his schedule, it's staggering. If you follow him around for a day, it's staggering. Because he doesn't spoil his body. He takes care of his body. For certain. You have to take care of your body. We have a body. We need a body. And take care of your body. But don't let it be assertive. Don't let it dominate. You see youngsters who body... Your body wants to look at something. No! Shoulder. No! No! Intellectually, that's not permanent. That's not right. Light here is owned by his body. The intellect and the shama which chooses what's permanent, what's pure, what's goodness, says stay with Avram. But his body, but it's so tempting, but I want, knock it off! Knock it off! And the people who train their bodies, whatever they want, whatever they see, dominated by body. Dominated by body and you become a nobody like that. Dominated by, by physical, the body's a bad number one. Learn to say no, Rabbi Say. Learn to say no to your body. Learn to say no. And it's good for your body, by the way. For your body, say no to your body. Anybody as children knows that you say no to your kids for your kids. You say no, say, oh, I don't want to go to sleep, you hate me. Say, you can go to bed. No, you hate me, I hate you forever. I'll never forgive this. Give a big kiss and a patch and put him in bed. <laughs> He's going to bed, I hate you, you hate me. We are never going to talk to you again. Yingle, into bed, and then you sing Shema, give a big kiss, and he goes to sleep and loves you more than ever. You don't listen to him for him, because you're a parent. I have, a, but parents tell me, I'm very into parents. Your kid doesn't stay out late at night. I'm huge into that. Every, we have children, none of this liberal stuff. I'm very into parents being parents. Your kid doesn't come back late at night. Never. No such thing. 11.30, so that's it. You want to be a yasam? You have parents. You should thank Hashem. If your parents don't let, don't make you get back, tell them to start insisting. Tell them, be tougher on me. And I'm going to tell you I hate you, but I really love you because you do that. Be parents. Sad when parents aren't parents. Be parents. You get back at 11.30. Be parents. When we insist our children think it's for their benefit, 
it's for their benefit, because the kid's lucky to have parents. When our body says it wants something, learn to say no. Say, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. I'll give you extra pizza. But you're not looking right now at that. No. No, it's not good for us. And you're not in charge, buddy. You see a Westerner who's so dominated by his body, he's owned. He's owned. And then you want the guy to do big stuff, to accomplish big stuff. If you spoil your Evid from youth, you're owned by him. You're owned by your Evid. There's a, there's, a, there's a big tzaddik in Muncie, Rezreel Tauber. Rezreel Tauber said, I heard on a tape from him, that he said that the final battle of Goigu Magoig is the, is, is the Evid's going to rebel against the Adon. The Evid's going to rebel against the Master. And he said that's referring to the body rebelling against the Neshama. There's going to be a mass rebellion of the body, of people completely consumed by body, looking at things, going places, Meshuggah. There's going to be a massive rebellion of the Evan against the other. It's important that our age is to establish the other. And to establish to the Evan, you're an Evan, don't make it finicky. You're going to sit another few minutes. Oh. Tell your body to still it a little bit, quiet. I'll give you some extra lunch. We'll take a, little, a double portion, but sit down. Learn to dominate, learn to control, learn to assert on your body. For your body's sake. I'm not talking about to assert and then to hurt. Give to your body and take care of it tremendously. But learn to be an othering to your body. That Rabbi Sai is the aside of Rizmullah. The aside of cutting is the other into the body. It's not to be dominated by the body, but to assert, to cut against, to limit, to have limitations and controls. The person who does that has tremendous joy for the Nishama and the Guf. Shivisi Hashem Lineti Summit, somebody who puts Hashem opposite themselves, who lives with Hashem. Even their body lives with betach and lives with security. It's good for the body as well. All of us shatakabizaycha, this epic mistake of light that we read about in this parasha, when he chooses that which is fleeting, when his body asserts and his intellect and his neshama is not allowed to be in charge, and he leaves that which is the source of goodness for his neshama and his body, and he gives it all up, all of us should be zaych in our lives to choose based on intellect, based on the Shama, based on, on mind, to choose that which is eternally good, to choose that which is good for Elamazah and Elamabah, to assert the Neshama, the intellect's decisions, to not allow the body to decide what we do, to take care of our body and be good to our body, but not allow the body doesn't decide what we do. The body is an evan. It's an evan. It's supposed to be an evan. It's a servant. To encourage our body to serve. Make it worthwhile for our body to be a servant. To make our body a servant. All of us should be zeichah. All of us. That our intellect should make the decisions of our lives. Decisions of clarity. Decisions of eternity. Decisions that are good for both our neshama and our people. Amen. Amen.